and welcome to the Free Range Buffalo. Break free from the herd. It's the 11th of March, COVID-19. Tom Hanks has now been affected, as his wife has. The NBA has now suspended the season. No professional sports are having anyone in their locker rooms. Italy is closed for business. China no longer manufactures anything. Ladies and gentlemen. The end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. I feel fine. So that brings us to the emergency update for pop politics on the free range buffalo. Joining me today is my good friend Mike. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, Bryce. I have a, a huge smile on my face, and I'm not sure why. I guess it was maybe the Great Big Sea song. Well, you know, I tell you, this is why we need to put this out here, right here, right now. Uh, I know we weren't going to discuss it. We don't normally do topical uh, daily updates on uh, on our podcast, We're trying to get a little, we usually talk about some larger scope uh, topics, but um when the news started flashing across about, uh, and we've been tracking this for weeks, you know, you and I, and mm-hmm. you know that the, the, this has been the the big story. I mean, as soon as China shut down its manufacturing, we knew the the the, the potential for world change was was going to be coming. But now it's on the doorstep, and after a lot of denials or downplaying by a lot of the officials throughout the United States, or at least and Canada, uh, <laughs> things are on the things are on the move. Yeah, yeah, they're certainly certainly on the move. That's uh, that's one way of putting it. Uh, I don't think we're very far away from things getting really ugly. Uh, I don't know if we know what that looks like yet. I know certain people are, are ready, and I would I would say in times like this, um, you know, we'll get through it. But it's a good opportunity for people to uh, think about how we can build. Uh, resiliency, uh, not only within ourselves and our families yeah. and our friends, but also in society and and the systems that we uh, that we operate in every single day. Well, and and and, and so I put on the um, great big sea song. I love that that song. It's a great you know the, that great band from Newfoundland. Um, I it's one it's at such. Are there any I, cases in Newfoundland yet? Oh. I, to be honest, I've, I've been so myopically focused on on, on what effects are going on here in Alberta and the West that I, I'm not sure if no, not that I'm aware of, but they will soon, I'm sure. Cause, going to the rock, <laughs> yeah. But um, for all those, uh, why it's such a timely song is because it is so happy and it's so cheerful about it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. And maybe that's kind of the sentiment that we all need to be passing on is that yes, we're going into this period of, of turmoil, you know. We, some of the prescriptions that are, are going to be coming. Like, let's talk about some of the potential effects and then flip it about why it's okay to feel fine. Um, so for, for, let's use Italy as the case because that at least their data, that information we can trust um, and their testing looks pretty solid. And what it looks like to me, the reason why they're running into such problems is because they had such a huge spike in cases Um and their hospitalization rates well north of 
between between 15 and 20, but the ICU rate, intensive care unit uh, rate, is ar- around 10, and that's overwhelmed their hospitals. And that's why I think is ultimately, it's not just the mortality rate, which is around 3.4 from what I've seen the data. It's not just the mortality, because you could say, well, that's just, just, and I don't mean to be ageist, but in the same well, that's affecting the elderly. It's not even affecting the young so far what we've seen in the data. It's like 0.2 from... For if you're like anything below sub forty, it's like sub forty. Yeah, yeah it's like point yeah. two point two, which is that's like really like double flu. Okay, that's not bad, but three point four. Okay, but some mortality. It's actually the fact that it's going to overwhelm the healthcare system. Everyone's freaking out. Logistics are going to lock up. Resiliency within the country. Um, it's really going to test us. Um, okay, but where I think I like that song saying, "Well, it's the end of the world, and I, I feel fine." One, you should be always thinking that it's the end of the world anyway. I, I always admire the, uh, the the Japanese when they look at the, uh, they have a whole philosophy about looking at the cherry blossom. When you're looking at the cherry blossom, the reason why it's so beautiful because it doesn't last long, mm. which for, for the in the Japanese culture, it represents the finite nature of life. Come, It springs to, it springs out and, you know, and in spring and, it's beautiful and in the sun and, you know, it, it captivates and then it's, it's passing. It's like a, like a, some, something in the ether. And I think that's also how, how, if you take that kind of approach in life and how every day in and of itself is beautiful, then when these crises comes, you don't lose your perspective. Um, I think we'll, COVID-19, this is not the zombie apocalypse. This is not going to be the the end of the Western world. I mean, this is, but it's it's going to hurt. It's going to be, it's going to be bad. And I, I think what a lot of people are obviously fearful and there's still a lot of unknowns. I am, people want to blame people in these situations. Yeah, you but, bet. But it has become apparent that the response by the authorities has been poor and and you wonder why and i think my personal theory is that that there's two competing forces that you want to do within society is you want to keep them calm you need Mm -hmm. to maintain some semblance of order and and not have everybody freak out and panic uh but i do but i do think you need to balance that against the need for to treat people like adults and uh, and that people can make pragmatic decisions when you leave people uh, in the lurch as it is. Yeah. And then they lose they lose faith in the institutions. Then they may start making poor decisions and there's knock-on effects. You bet. And, uh, and then that's when you can really create some some bad, bad things. And this couldn't have come at a worse time for, for Canada, uh, oh. for Alberta, for, for any of us here. Um, so it's really, it's really unfortunate. It just seems to be another thing that we have to, uh, deal with and, and, you know, thank God we're resilient Albertans because. Well, we, well, you, you know, I think we keep feeding ourselves that if we just keep telling ourselves we're resilient, maybe that'll be the truth. Fake it till you make Fake it. it, it. If, you, make if it. you tell a lie enough times, <laughs> you start to believe it. We are resilient. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it, bang on, I think from a communication perspective i mean because we're globally linked in as as a culture and society we we're, we're taking a lot of cues ourselves from what the europeans are doing what the americans are doing even you know even taking a look at what what happened in china 
if we were relying solely upon the leadership of our federal government or even our provincial government, we would be in full crisis mode, I have no doubt, because um, their response, if you just look at them in a vacuum, has been uh, very subpar. Um, I know the health minister last week when she uh, said, well, what do, we all, what do we have to do to prepare? She goes, stock up with all your supplies. Yeah. Okay, that's it. And then they're surprised when all of a sudden people take a run on toilet paper. Oh, oh why are you taking a run on toilet paper? It's not like, it's a respiratory disease. It's not, uh, di- you know, you don't have diarrhea. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, true. But here's the thing. People panicked. They're like, well, I better grab something. And then a few people start grabbing toilet paper. Everyone's like, well, I, the herd mentality takes over. I don't want to be the guy without toilet paper. <laughs> no one wants to be the guy without toilet paper. doesn't matter if you're in a respiratory distress. You're going, nope. That's not where I go. If I'm going down, I'm being clean on the backside, and I don't have a bidet. So thanks, health minister of our entire country. That's insane. Like, you, If you want to tell us how to be prepared, be like the Swedes and hand out a pamphlet of how to be 72 hours prepared. Maybe bidets will come back in style when... Uh, bidets will totally come back in style. And, and, and that's, the, the, that's funny. The high-tech that Japanese style. Hours, uh, that 72 hours thing, or, or telling people to stock up. When wasn't it a few years back when... Uh, just after 2008 when they, they made it illegal to stop stockpile things <laughs> because yeah. they were afraid everyone was going to go doomer. Or- oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and and I think this is also leads into why people can be a little blasé about this particular crisis is because it seems we're, we're a culture wired for the apocalypse. You know, mm. we, we have a whole subculture called preppers and doomsday preppers. But, you know, we, we went from like, you know, Y2K. Remember that like, like the computers couldn't calculate out a date so their planes are going to fall out of the sky. Uh, okay, that was a bit extreme, you know, and then, oh, uh, the, uh, th- those guys calculating the, uh, Armageddon out of the, because they're counting dates out, the Mayan of, the, calendar. out of the, oh, yeah, 2012, the Mayan calendar, you know, really terrible movie, but hilariously bad. So it, it, it's, it's on my guilty pleasure list. Thanks, John Cusack. Um, but when we actually come down to seeing an actual crisis, it looks like the, uh, Mortality rate's higher than the Spanish flu. The infection rate is is just like the flu, if not potentially greater. And it's because it's asymmetric, you know, asymptomatically spread. That means it spreads without symptoms. And it can linger on a surface of uh, plastic or metal for apparently days. So, yeah, you're going to get it. So let's take that. It's all horrible. But there's also, I do like what I'm hearing now from... The health, everyone's getting the right language about they're trying to flatten the curve and they're trying they say yes we're all going like it's this is going to happen but if we can flatten the curve that is to say delay spread out the the rate of infection amongst the general population we're going to try and preserve as much as we can of our healthcare system so that way those who are acute can get the help they need so that way we don't have a full on secondary uh, crisis where not only are you are you, you going to have people who are dying unnecessarily from the COVID-19, or you have some other um, health matters, but because you can't get access to a broken system, you are now going to be a secondary fatality. Well, it's going to it's going to cause people to make very unpopular decisions if the healthcare system gets overwhelmed. Yeah, you bet. Um, and that's that's a sad thing, um, but they're they're going to have to. Well, and, I mean, if 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 you think that this still isn't a big deal, I would challenge you to take a look at uh, Lombardy region in northern Italy. That's their engine. That's their economic powerhouse of Italy. It's a you know equivalent of a province or a state. They locked it down. 
And then when that didn't work because they tipped their hand early, then now the entire um, country's locked down. Israel, I believe, is not even accepting any international travel. Nope. Um, so it, the fact I we, we had um, a friend of ours was uh, was outside. He was uh, shoveling his walk. This is yesterday, and his neighbors were leaving for a cruise that um, yesterday afternoon. He like goes, "Are you insane? Uh, what are you talking about?" Fine going to cruise. We've got a great deal. <laughs> you know, I guess I don't know what it's going to take to, to there's just going to be some people who are like, no, I, I can't be touched. And, and, and maybe that's just the quintessential Canadian attitude now because we've had it so good for a uh, hundred years. Like we just haven't been touched. Like people are, 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 are so above being hurt. Basically, every single person that spread this disease that I could think of has had some interaction with a cruise ship. <laughs> and my thought, uh, uh, which is would be very unpopular because there would be some grandma and grandpas that oh, no yeah. longer, but sink them. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, that is dark. That is, uh, it's, it's dark, and maybe well, I don't want to go on record saying that, but the thing is, no, is no, why you, are you not you, thinking you, about, you, about you, you, you don't have to sink them. What you do is you, is you stop them. Well, cruise ships yeah. are cruise ships are banned. You can't go to port because every time out, it's is, a breeding ground. It's a breeding ground. It's a cesspool. You th- if you think planes are bad, try being on a ship. Yeah, and like Norwalk virus. If you want to see what a virus can do, Norwalk virus. That's why cruise ships. Even I was a little skeptical of them before. Yes. So yeah. it, this one's even more virulent than Norwalk. So okay, you're thinking, well, I'm still going to go on a cruise. They should be banned because what what ends up happening? We're not going to torpedo the boat. <laughs> it's an option it's an option i mean but it's not the zombie apocalypse so you're still gonna but here's the thing you're gonna end up in a dilapidated army base mm. to ride out your quarantine yeah prepare for the suck but you well you think about uh the people from everywhere like i i just don't i don't understand the logic as to why you would risk it's it. it's an ivory but, tower mike or, it's an ivory tower um, it's when when you're are so, you you think this is just another fake news? This is another, uh, oh, this is just the, the the media talking about something. This is this is a big nothing burger. I've seen this before. I've seen like a Y two K. This is another Mayan calendar. This is, oh yeah. You know what? I I hit under my desks from the from the Russians. They never sent any missiles. They never were going to. Uh, there's no such thing as the end of the world. And I'm taking my damn cruise because I got a deal. You know. I, not that I'm always the biggest fan of of the Germans, but their their ability to have words to describe an emotion is quite impressive. So they have that word Schadenfreude, which means to take great joy in someone else's misery. It's not very Christian. It's not very righteous. But you know what? Some guys who get on that cruise ship and you're in for like a thirty day quarantine while you see whether or not you're gonna get the COVID, kind of makes me smile. And that's horrible. I mean, you want to talk about like, like knowing yourself as a person that, like, you know, sometimes like, oh, I'm a good person. I look in the mirror going, oh, I'm not a good person today. I was having a big smile. I'm like, good luck on your cruise, dummy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're thinking uh, they might as well because they're going to get it here anyways. I don't, I don't I'm trying uh, to look yeah. for a reason why, why sure. I would want to. But uh, You know what? Um, Did you hear Iran was re- releasing prisoners? <laughs> uh, talking about 
being a <laughs> contained environment. They've released 70,000 so far oh. and said we'll continue as long as society holds up. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a while to get this genie so, back in the bottle. So, yeah. So COVID is worse than crime. Uh, yeah. In Iran. In Iran. <laughs> Listen, I, I, we're probably going to have to do this one again. Um <sighs> I think for for anyone who has the stones to listen to us, uh, talk, it's okay to have a black sense of humor. Uh, it's okay to have a laugh because uh, um, it's it's a cure for how nervous we all are. You know, when when because if if what we're seeing in Italy does pay out, and the mortality is so you know it is going to affect the the elderly disproportionately. I have elderly parents, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I know. Every, everyone is going to be affected by this. Um, and because it's okay to have a laugh because it's okay, it's okay to be a little worried because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and you, in, in that note, you don't have to be panicked. But what I learned when I was in the army, you don't panic, but you move with a sense of urgency. So I was reading a, you know, an article there on, um, was a UK I think it was the Guardian. Anyways, said uh, this guy was berating all of the hoarders and the preppers, he, and, he, and he found great moral disdain for these guys who are taking supplies when they might be needed by other people. And if we just all took our own amount, then there'd be enough to go around. The unfortunate truth is that's actually not how this is. Uh, none of our supply systems are made. If everyone was to go to the bank today, there's not enough money in the banks to for all of us to take our money out. That's called a run on the bank. There's not enough fuel and gas stations for all of us to fill up our tanks. That's why when there's a fuel crisis, there's lineups for hours to get the last drops out because there's not enough for everyone. There's not enough food for everyone to buy food all at once. There's not enough toilet paper for everyone to buy toilet paper at once because we have a just-in-time system. So when you're anticipating having to hunker down for 14 days, Per person. So that is to say the first person that's COVID in your house, you start quarantining. But if you have small kids, it could go in waves. You could be in lockdown and you better do the math yourself, everyone. You could be in lockdown for the however long it takes for, because it's takes, it's 10 days from first signs of infection before you're no longer infectious. From what the data has been showing uh, as of yesterday. You could be in lockdown if you're in a family of three. Well, that's potentially four, five, six weeks, six weeks max. You know, so you got to do that math though. I mean, if, 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 if every infection takes the, the max it could go. So be mindful of that, mindful of your resources, because if the system does get overwhelmed and they don't have a vaccine, they don't have a medicine that makes you, they're, they're going to be managing your symptoms. That is to say, if you have acute respiratory, but if you're young, you're probably not going to get that. You're just going to be in a waiting room. So a lot of us can be self-quarantining, self-medicating, trying to manage the symptoms, trying to ensure that they save enough ventilators and respirators and, and emergency supplies for those who are going to be acute. So be responsible. Move with a sense of urgency. Do not apologize to anyone for taking care of yourself or your family. And uh, yeah, be safe. Any, any last words, Mike? I feel just fine. <laughs> it's the end of the world as I know it. And I feel fine. Ladies and gentlemen, 
it's time to say goodbye. For all of us here at the Free Range Buffalo, roam free. free. And if you like what you hear, press like or subscribe.